Hello, this is Saeedu Zaman from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of May. A trial court in Muzaffarnagar today convicted two men for gang-raping a woman during the 2013 communal riots, live law reported. Mahesh Veer and Sikandar have been convicted for gang-rape, unlawful sexual contact and criminal intimidation under the Indian Penal Code. Kuldeep, another accused, died during the trial. The three men who resided in the same village as the victim had raped and assaulted her while holding her three-month-old child hostage. They have been charged under the Indian Penal Code sections 376-2G, which deals with the punishment for gang rape, 376-D, which deals with the punishment for rape by a medical caregiver, and 506, which deals with the punishment for criminal intimidation. The woman had earlier moved the Supreme Court for a speedy trial. The 2013 riots in the Muzaffarnagar resulted in at least 60 deaths and the displacement of thousands of Muslim families. Additionally, there were numerous reports of sexual assault and torture in the districts of Shamli and Muzaffarnagar. The case in which the trial court delivered a verdict on Tuesday initially saw seven women alleging rape. However, due to threats, six of them decided not to pursue the case. The Uttar Pradesh government today announced that the controversial film The Kerala Story will be made tax free. A government spokesperson added that Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath and his cabinet ministers will probably watch the movie at a special screening, Indian Express reported. Directed by Sudipto Sen, the movie was released on the 5th of May. It claims to show how Keralan women were converted to Islam and recruited by terrorist organizations affiliated with the Islamic State. The move comes just a day after West Bengal Chief Minister Mamata Banerjee announced a ban on the movie in the state, alleging a threat to law and order. Banerjee instructed Chief Secretary Hari Krishna Duvedi to impose a statewide ban after a press conference at the state government headquarters declaring the film won't be shown in any hall in Bengal. 3 days ago, Madhya Pradesh had become the first state to announce a tax break for the film. When a film is made tax free, entertainment tax is not levied, making ticket costs lower. At a rally in Polbound Karnataka on the 5th of May, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said that the movie exposed terror conspiracies in Kerala. He also accused Congress of having covert political agreement with individuals with terrorist mindsets. Initially it was claimed by the filmmakers that 32,000 women had joined the Islamic State from Kerala. When asked for evidence, they later altered the trailer to say that it is a compilation of true stories of three young girls. Listeners, at a rally in Polbound Karnataka on the 5th of May, Prime Minister Narendra Modi said that the Kerala story exposed terror conspiracies in Kerala. In BJP's all-out push ahead of the Karnataka elections, Prime Minister Narendra Modi held another 26-kilometer roadshow in Bengaluru on Saturday. With the need for a discussion around civic issues amid a campaign that is acquiring communal tones, our team caught up with the Karyakartas, supporters and some fans of PM Modi. Most believe that the Prime Minister has put India on the world map. Do go to our website or our YouTube channel and watch the video titled Another Election Show World Respects Us Now says PM Modi supporters at Bengaluru Mega Roadshow. We are able to do all this because we are funded by you and not by corporations or the government. Your support is all we ask for. If you aren't a subscriber already, become one today. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. The situation across violence hit Manipur has been improving with the curfew being relaxed in all the 11 districts where it was clamped PTI reported 1700 properties including places of worship were burned leaving 60 people dead and 231 injured 
Manipur Chief Minister N. Biren Singh said on Monday. According to a senior official, the curfew has been relaxed for four hours in Imphal West and Imphal East from 5 a.m. today. Similar relaxations have been granted in nine other affected districts. The move comes amid reports of violence in the last 24 hours. The violence erupted after a tribal solidarity march was arranged across 10 hill districts on the 3rd of May to protest against the Maithi community's quest for scheduled tribe status. The anxiety over the eviction of Kuki villagers from the reserve forest area, which had sparked a number of smaller agitations, had preceded the violence. The majority of Maithis, who make up around 53% of the population of Manipur, reside in the Imphal Valley. 40% of the state's population is made up of the Naga and Kuki tribes, who live in the hill districts. The state cabinet has resolved to provide 5 lakh rupees to each family of the deceased, 2 lakh rupees to those with major injuries, and 25,000 rupees to those who suffered minor injuries. The Patna High Court on Tuesday rejected the Bihar government's interlocutory application for an early hearing in a case pertaining to the caste survey, Hindustan Times reported. During a hearing on the petition contesting the state's caste survey on the 4th of May, the High Court issued an interim order staying the process with immediate effect and decided to hear the matter again on 3rd of July. The state government filed a petition after the stay order was issued asking for an early hearing. A division bench of Chief Justice K.V. Chandran has instructed the state administration not to disclose and use the data obtained during this period. The second phase of the Bihar government's caste-based survey started in April and was scheduled to end on 15th of May. The court observed that the caste-based survey is a census in the garb of a survey, the power to carry out which is exclusively with the parliament which has also enacted a census act 1948. The first round of the caste survey was conducted in January. The Chinese government on Tuesday expelled a Canadian diplomat in Shanghai, escalating tensions amid concerns about Chinese influence in Canada, Reuters reported. This is said to be a tit-for-tat move after Ottawa told a Toronto-based Chinese diplomat to leave. Zhao Wei, a Chinese official, was ordered to leave Canada on Monday after being declared persona non grata by the country. In retaliation, China on Tuesday ordered that Canada's diplomat in its Shanghai consulate, Jennifer Lin Lalonde, be removed. BBC reported. After Canadian lawmaker Michael Chong accused China of violating human rights, Canada accused China of targeting him and his family in Hong Kong. Canada summoned China's ambassador last Thursday to reaffirm that it would not put up with interference in its internal affairs. Wang Wenbin, spokesperson of the Chinese Foreign Ministry at a news conference, said that the move was absolutely just and necessary. She also urged Canada to immediately stop unreasonable provocations. Since the detention of Huawei Technologies executive Meng Wanzhou in 2018 and Beijing's subsequent arrest of two Canadians on suspicion of spying, diplomatic tensions between the countries have been at an all-time high. In 2021, all three were set free. Beijing eased a three-year ban on the importation of canola, the largest crop in Canada, from the trading firms Richardson International and Vitera last year. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com/slash-subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest news laundry experience, download our app, watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports, stay informed, pay for news, protect democracy, 
Save the world.